This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Zaziaris. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday the 20th of August. In your Squiz today, understanding employment, ramping up our rollout, more violence in Afghanistan, and what we view on Facebook. This is your Squiz today. We learned yesterday that Australia's unemployment rate fell to 4.6% last month, Kate. That's the lowest it's been since December 2008. It sounds like a pretty great result when we say it like that, but if we take a closer look at the fine print, there's a lot more to it. There is. Let's start with the numbers. What they show is that 2,200 more people found jobs in July. The fine print, though, you referred to is that Sydney went into lockdown in late June and Victoria and South Australia also had stints in lockdown in July. So a fair whack of our economy came to a halt, which when you dig into the data means that 64,000 Aussies gave up looking for work in July. That means they aren't counted in the official numbers because you can only be considered unemployed if you're actively looking for work, which is always a bit of a mind warp for me. Yeah, it can definitely get a bit confusing. If we look at the number of hours worked by those who kept their jobs in New South Wales, Kate, that fell by 7%, which is another big hit. So what this all means is while the unemployment rate is down, it's not exactly showing signs of the labour market strengthening. And yesterday, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg said we can expect to see further impacts of the recent lockdowns on the economy more broadly. Yeah, he certainly wasn't giving off an upbeat vibe. What he warned was that the economy could shrink by more than 2% in the July to September quarter because of all these lockdowns. And if that was to happen, it would be the second worst quarterly economic performance Australia has ever recorded. One thing he said would help is that because we can't get out and about, we've all saved up some cash. He's hoping we'll all get to spending it when we are out and about again. Yeah, he has high hopes that once COVID vaccination targets are reached and states come out of lockdown, the economy will quickly recover. On that note, things are starting to ramp up. As of yesterday, half of all eligible Aussies have received at least one COVID jab. And on Wednesday, for the first time since the start of the rollout, more than 300,000 jabs were given in a single day. Yeah, a bit of positive news. That takes us closer and closer to the agreement by National Cabinet that if we get to 70 to 80% vaccinations, we might be able to say goodbye to these lockdowns. Of course, the states have to honour that commitment, which is a whole other thing. On that front, New South Wales is still deep in cases 681 yesterday. Despite this, there are reports this morning that under a roadmap being worked through by the New South Wales government, restaurants and other venues could be reopened to dining once vaccination coverage reaches 70% in the state and only for those who are vaccinated. Capacity restrictions and other limitations would still apply and look, nothing formally announced as yet, but regardless, if it was to happen, it's a very different approach to some other states, particularly WA, whose aim is to continue to shoot for COVID zero. National Cabinet meets today, so as always, it'll be interesting. Yesterday, Prime Minister Scott Morrison also announced that more Aussies will be eligible for vaccines from the 30th of August. That's because Pfizer will become available to those between the age of 16 and 39. Currently, those in that age bracket, unless you're in a vulnerable group, you're only able to get AstraZeneca and in consultation with your doctor. To the situation in Afghanistan now, Kate, since the Taliban took control of the country earlier this week, there's been a lot of talk about how it might be governed and run and what it will look like for the people of Afghanistan. 
Yesterday, a high-ranking Taliban commander said it'll be similar to the way things were run when the Taliban was last in power. And what these comments do is basically rule out any form of democracy. He said the country will be governed by an appointed council with the Taliban's leader. His name is Habdatullah Ahunzada at the top. And that Sharia law will be the basis of the rules people have to follow. It's what the experts have expected, but it's not in line with what the Taliban was saying earlier in the week when they indicated to locals and to the world that they don't plan on returning to those brutal controls of the late 1990s. Actions speak louder than words, though, Simone, and since they took Kabul late on Sunday, there have been reports of the Taliban using violence to break up protests in at least two cities, beating people, including women and children. And this morning, reports of protesters being killed, a city curfew has been put in place, and Afghans trying to flee the country have been blocked from accessing the airport. Yeah, scenes from around the airport are chaotic, to say the least. As far as where things are at with Australia's efforts to evacuate Aussies and Afghans holding Australian visas, yesterday Foreign Minister Maurice Payne confirmed 76 people had been evacuated, but that the situation at Kabul's international airport was very challenging. We've talked about the environment and climate change a fair bit on the podcast of late. And to be honest, Kate, it's not been the cheeriest of news. So it's great to see some good news in this space. Scientists reckon they've saved the Earth from warming two and a half degrees Celsius by the end of the century. Yeah, cheery news is sort of hard to come by at the moment. So this one's good. (laughs) This one required a quick history lesson, Simone. So in the 80s, the big environmental push was to ban chlorofluorocarbons or CFCs because they were creating a hole in the ozone and there was lots of concerns about that. Antarctica possibly melting and so on. So because of this, humans made changes to things like aerosols, which did used to contain CFCs. It was also the gas used to make fridges work. So that was phased out. And now scientists reckon those efforts, as you say, save the earth from warming two and a half degrees by the end of the century. Yeah, we're still on track for warming of 1.5 degrees Celsius and more, but good to focus on the positives for today. Facebook, Kate, has copped a lot of criticism in the past about conspiracies and misinformation being shared on its platform. So the social media giant has released a quarterly report to show what content was most viewed by Americans. There are a few odd ones in there. Yeah, there are. And to clarify, this is the most viewed content, not the most interacted with content. So that has people who follow this stuff closely questioning whether it actually addresses the issues Facebook has seen around misinformation. But that aside, it's kind of interesting to get a sense of what we're viewing. Drum roll, Simone. The most viewed piece of content is a letter scramble that asks you to pick out the first three words you see. That's meant to represent your life. It hasn't popped up in my feed, but I know others at the Squiz have seen it, so it's clearly doing the rounds. As for second place, it's the one that asks those over 30 to post a picture of themselves if they look young. I do not get that. Yeah, I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. A bit lost on that one too. Just also noting that for privacy reasons, it only takes the data from public posts rather than posts in private groups. Private groups are also where a lot of political content or as critics say, potentially misleading content is shared. But speaking of things to view on the internet, let's get into Friday lights. Doing the rounds at the Squiz this week was an Insta post about the on hold music. Gosh, it cracked us up. Yeah, it's a hard one to explain in a podcast, but it's by actor Alex Wong and he really changes how you'll hear the on hold music from now on. He makes it better, I think. (laughs) We really enjoyed it. I'm sure you'll pop a link in people's episode notes, Simone. Yep, I sure will. It's also in the Squiz Today email, along with a recipe for sweet potato and pumpkin risoni with sage, walnuts and goat's cheese. So if you're looking for something tasty to cook this weekend, check that one out. 
Squiz the Day, Kate, or looking ahead to the weekend, for me, I have a trio of pretty obscure ones this week. Today is World Mosquito Day. Tomorrow is retired Jamaican sprinter Usain Bolt's birthday. He'll be 35. And also tomorrow is the anniversary of the release of Walt Disney's Bambi. That happened in 1942. Oh, that's such a classic. I love that movie. (laughs) Uh, Mine is the Super Netball preliminary final is on tomorrow at 3pm on Channel 9. West Coast Fever versus the GWS Giants. The winner plays the Sydney Swifts next week in the grand final. A classic Kate pick. I have a feeling we'll be talking about that grand final this time next week. Just quickly before we go, a bit of housekeeping for those who listen to The Squiz today on Apple. Yeah, we've had people who listen on Apple, as you say, Simone, getting in touch to let us know they've been having trouble with our podcast not appearing or appearing late in their feeds recently. We're reliably informed from Apple themselves the latest iPhone update should help with that. So get to updating. And before we sign off, given just how huge the news is out of Afghanistan this week, a gentle reminder we have a squeeze shortcut out on the Taliban, which really does help understand what life in Afghanistan could look like for people from here on out. It's been a big week, Kate. Sure has. That's all from us until next week. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Superannuation can sometimes feel like just another overwhelming life admin chore. But as a member of Aware Super, you'll have access to lots of free online tools to help you, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you might need for retirement and comes with an easy to understand plan of how to get there. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.